Hey guys, it's Ashley with Cannabis Curious. And in this episode of the podcast, I talked to Nick of Chronic Cash. Chronic Cash is a solution for dispensaries. It helps with the cash management process. As we all know, cannabis is a very cash heavy industry and with cash comes a lot of risk. And in this episode, we're gonna learn all about what some of those risks are and how this particular tool will help dispensaries mitigate or manage some of those risks. Um, Nick is a really interesting guy and I know you guys will learn a lot. So I hope you enjoy and I appreciate you listening. Hi Nick, thanks for joining the podcast. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing great, how are you doing? Good, just in sunny Arizona trying not to uh, melt away during our monsoon season. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Michigan with this rangiest summer weather possible. So, Texas looks fall right now. Is it, yeah, is it snowing or is it yeah, 107? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow it'll snow. This weekend will be 107. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Good now, I've been, <laughs> I've been excited for this conversation. Um, so, we're going to talk about chronic cash today. And more than just a clever name, a really interesting, sophisticated solution for management. Um, I know that this is a hot button topic in the industry, right? That we know that we're kind of all dealing in cash and that this creates issues around tracing and managing and risk. And so I've been really excited to connect with you because this is a particularly unique solution in the retail business. Right. So um, I'd love just to kind of give the listeners like a little bit of a preview of what is Chronic Cash sort of the solution. And then we can kind of chop it up on why. Why is this really important right now? And why will it continue to be important as the industry And Absolutely. So, you know, Chronic Cash is um, kind of our version of what I would say normal quotations, normal retail uses every day. So, I mean, we use smart safes, you know, there's about 100,000, 150,000, somewhere in there deployed um, in North America, about 100,000 in, in uh, the U.S. alone. Um, and that's happened over the past seven years. So that's, that's cash automation and validation and gas stations have these, right? McDonald's has, has this kind of stuff. Um, then you start talking about cash recycling where that's a little more complex where we put in a lot of money and then it kind of sorts and validates into a very large safe and it can also give us back change or floats to continue doing business and, and things like that. So that technology is newer, but not that new. So in a previous life, uh, you know, we'd have had this technology and sold to Walmart and Target and uh, Menards um, and all these big box retail. And then we have about 15% cash. You're like, well, that's not that much. Why invest in this cash management uh, solution? Well, you know, they do a lot of volume. So 15% is still a lot of cash, even though it's a small amount of the transaction volume. So they knew that paying as, you know, rising wages, you know, 15, $20 an hour, um, obviously cost of products going up, shipping going up, trade wars, tariffs. It's like, you know, we can't have these other soft variables, you know, in our business. So we'd rather control it. And that's where it was born. Well, cannabis is kind of been waiting to be legitimized by banking for a while, um, a long while. And so it's still only cash. And they've been kind of holding on to the fact that, well, you're going to get debit and credit possibly with the SAFE Act, SAFE Banking Act uh, that's been to Congress. This is either the fourth or fifth time it's, it's on the Senate floor, right? So, and I, I think they've been waiting to see if it was going to happen, it was going to solve their, their problems. Well, you know, 
the problem with that line of thinking is we've trained everyone to pay with cash since before any legalization, right? Because that's how you paid for marijuana. Um, and then for the past almost 20 years since it was first medically legal in California, and then soon after Colorado, it's always been cash. So you're literally trying to do this paradigm shift of, hey, you can't use what you've always used. And, you know, maybe I want to use a debit card or a credit card, and that's fine. Maybe I'm more comfortable to use that. But you can't alienate or say, hey, this was cool then, but now it's not anymore. Um, the flip side of that is, is we have 24 million homes in America that are unbanked, meaning they don't have a debit or a credit card. So not taking cash is, is, is wildly racist because it's just, you can't, not everyone has cash like, or, or has not cash, but has credit or debit. So they use cash every day. It's the only way they can operate. So you pile all this into an industry, right? That's doing $25 billion this year, but it's only 10%, 10% of what's actually out there. It's a $250 billion industry. So we needed to solve a long time ago. Um, and so uh, there's been various companies that have thrown hardware at the problem. They would give them cash recyclers and say, well, we have our own proprietary software that was built for banks, you know, that does not work in retail at all, uh, especially cannabis that has certain parameters and, you know, uh, compliance that they have to report on. It's not built for that. So it doesn't really work that well. Plus it doesn't integrate and it doesn't um, reconcile any transactions. So without one, the other one's kind of useless because there's no way to obviously measure against them. So without the reconciliation, it's kind of a waste of money. Enter chronic cash, right? So that's what we've kind of solved here is where we integrate with all the ERPs and POSs along with our hardware to basically monitor every transaction by user um, to basically give them that visibility and compliance um, that's gonna be required for investment and legitimate banking down the road. Um, especially if you want stuff like provisional credit, which gives them access to that money overnight. Um, you know, these are things that other retail businesses use every day that Chronic Cash is bringing to the cannabis industry starting now. Um, just because a lot of people don't wanna to touch it. You know, it's a, like I said, it's a stigmatized vertical. Um, you know, people don't know where the bullseye is instead of just fixing problems that are right in front of them, they're trying to use cryptocurrency to get around the cash. And you know, it's just like all these leaps and bounds are doing more work to, to get around the problem than just what it takes to solve it. And that's just manage it. So that's what we're trying to do at Chronic Cash. Um, and it connects to a lot of things. Um, I know that was a very long-winded answer, but I kind of want to give kind of the history and, and you know, this happens every day in the normal world. It's just been kept away from the cannabis industry due to lack of support and development. So. The solve is here with Chronic Cash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting point that you're making that most industries have had to figure this out themselves. There's a lot of solutions out there, and the company that you're with is just more comfortable in this riskier, you know, market and has come to market with a really riskier, I should say in quotes. I think there's a lot more opportunity in this market, but it seems like you also come with a more holistic solution right. with the hardware and kind of the software integration piece. So maybe before we get into that, like, can we just back up and talk about like, what is good cash management? Like what makes an organization, what are some good cash management principles that like chronic cash is trying to kind of solution for with what you're bringing? Absolutely. So, you know, chronic cash is supporting, um, you know, a, a meetup down here in Arizona talking about the future of retail dispensaries, right? For this year and beyond, because we're going to have about 40% growth um, in our dispensary footprint. 
Um, and so we're going to be talking a lot about cash management at that meetup as we do at most meetups. But good cash management, you have to have, you know, a few things. There's a few core tenets of good cash management. You have to obviously have um, security, meaning do I have a place to put the cash when it's not being used to trade with, right? Do I have a safe? Do I have a cash room? Do I have cameras? That type of stuff, right? Um, how many people, is, is the cash count accurate, right? So a lot of people solve this by counting it three times. So they'll say, well, I counted it and it's $5,612. The manager counts it and the third party counts it. They go to a cash report and then that gets sent up to, you know, headquarters to go against what the POS said they would have had. And they would do type of re reconciliation and then it goes with the armor carrier, another core tenant of good cash management, armored trucking, uh, to go get reconciled and counted. Once that's done, about four days later, then, you know, then they'll get credit for that cash that was turned in and validated and shipped out you know, into their bank accounts. It's a very long process, but as long as you don't skip any steps, that chain of custody of that cash should be pretty secure and managed. It's just at what cost at doing those steps correctly are, are we paying, right? Like where can we insert automation and AI and machine learning and you know, machines in general and software to kind of really either make it better or a lot faster, more efficient. Um, so good cash management can look manual and be manual and cost a lot of money, or it can look futuristic, be futuristic and be even have an ROI on it. Um, but you can definitely have good cash management without automation. It's just, you have to, you can't skip any of those steps, right? I mean, you have to have, you know, checks and balances along the way. You have to have the right partners. You have to have banks that will accept your money. Um, you know, you, you know, a lot of, dispensaries or businesses will try to pay all their bills with their cash. So there's very little that goes to the bank and that's fine, but it's also riskier because you're holding onto that cash somewhere and you're building it up and that's creating more risk. So it's again, like you, you think your management, you're managing it because you're spending it strategically, but managing, are you keeping it safe? Are you keeping employees safe? Um, no employee should be at risk in a good cash management program. There should never be a weak point where an employee is compromised with safety or temptation. Um, you know, it's our job to keep temptation away from people. Um, you can't have somebody work in a, a marijuana cash business doing $3 million a month in revenue and say, I know I'm going to put this all in front of you and I know I'm not going to watch you or have any checks and balances, but I'm going to be really mad if you take it from me. You know, it's just like, it does, like life doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? So that's not great cash management. You know, you have to have a process, standard operating procedures. So the industry is learning, I think. Um, the hard way, uh, we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have not ran a business before that have got a, you know, a tiger by the tail and they're learning and it's not a bad thing. Um, but it's just the industry hasn't really supported a lot of people either. So it's, there's not a lot of options, even if you didn't know what you were doing. So we're trying to bring those options to market, but cash management as a whole, if you asked a CEO and obviously a CFO, um, and even your retail management, what they, what they spent their most time thinking about is. How do I make sure what I get out of the dispensary is coming out of this? How do I see that? And how do I make those numbers accurate? They're trying to manage that cash and keep people safe 90% of the time. The revenue comes. People buy cannabis. Like, you know, that's not, that's not the fear. It's the money and that transaction between people and the safe and security and banks. The management part of it, that's what they spend most of their time either worried about or managing or trying to manage. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of work. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah, truly. And it's a lot of responsibility on someone's shoulder. I mean, 
this question might have some obvious answers, but I still think it's worth <laughs> asking, which is like, what are the risks of poor cash management? Like, what are the things that a company can experience when they're not doing cash management well? And you're, and you are touching on them here in the conversation. Yeah. And even if you could give us a sense of maybe like percentages of like loss that people might see in like a particularly bad scenario so that we can kind of get an understanding of the scope of the problem and, and how it fits in the cannabis. Absolutely. I mean, the stats that are involved in, Poor cash management today are producing these numbers. One out of every two dispensaries will get robbed this year. Um, and when it happens, it's gonna be between 20 and $40,000 on average is what they lose. And 90% of the time, it's an inside job either done by the employee or facilitated by the employee. Those are the stats. That is what cannabis is up against. That's what, that's what business owners are up against. That's the that's the least of everyone's worries. That's, that's an employee stealing from a company. You lost some money, you lost some profit. It's a crime. It's horrible. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm more worried about people knowing that you're doing $120,000 a day, knowing that there's a safe in there, arming themselves, coming in, um, you know, hurting customers, hurting employees. You know, that's what bad cash management looks like when the word gets out that, you know, like, hey, they really don't watch this. The armored carrier only comes once every four days. It's always on Thursdays. So we go Wednesday night. It, the, the information, you're, you're being naive if you think that people don't share the information. Um, they, people case jobs, you know. That's why one out of two dispensaries get knocked over. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's not a magic show. I um, mean, I think a lot of owners like to pretend like it's not going to be them. And, well, that's because it was that area of town. And it's like one out of every two isn't that area of town. That's a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's just flip a coin. That's a flip a coin, literally, you know, and you're going to get robbed. So um, bad cash management, the most important thing, it ends up in, it ends up in harm and injury to, to employees and customers. That's when you're talking about that, pro, that type of product, um, meaning high demand, um, and you're starting cash, meaning high demand, the other thing you're trading it for, and a lot of both of those exist in one place. Yeah, it's an invitation for crime. If you're, and if you don't manage it, then people get hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like, wow, one in two. One in two. It's that's crazy. a humble statistic. I mean, that statistic, that statistic came out 2019, and it showed no signs of going down. And to be honest with you, it probably will this year due to the fact that there are people that are really focusing on cash management because, you know, when you, when you look at trying to get something legalized, right, you don't want a bunch of negative press saying, like, well, these guys get robbed all the time. And, well, you saw that gun, you know, gun point there. It's like, obviously, it's cannabis's fault. If you didn't have cannabis, this never would have happened. It's like, no, if you wouldn't have had $3 million a month running through a building, that wouldn't have happened, you know, but, you know, it doesn't matter that it was cannabis, right? So, you know, a lot's at stake here for cannabis as a community because everyone's looking and watching. And when there's a bad headline, we don't need any help not, get, not being able to be legalized. I mean, it got voted down on how many times in Arizona, right? Um, and I mean, uh, Michigan, I think was, uh, well, Michigan was before Arizona on, on adult use. But again, I mean, we can't give people excuses to, to keep this medicine away from people, especially something as dumb as not being able to manage your revenue safely, you know, you know, so you can, you know, so people can just operate safely and purchase safely. Right. Um, we don't need bad press in the, in the cannabis industry, especially over stuff like that. No, no. Like another excellent point that the 
poor cash management could eventually hurt us all in the industry over time because of the headlines that it produces. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, yeah, desperate times, desperate measures, and, and that's where people, you know, safety becomes involved. So I really respect like the importance of this particular piece of cannabis. So for chronic cash, can you talk a little bit more about the the solution in particular? Sort of how does it kind of work and, and how is it starting to address some of these issues of safety and access and who knows what's going on? Absolutely. You know, helping to prevent against casing or and things like that. Absolutely. So the chronic cash system, you know, what we like to do is, you know, we, we make heroes out of the dispensaries we work with. And, and I'll tell you why is, you know, they're out to, you know, to, to go on a quest to optimize their business and they know they need something. And so we start breaking it down from the, the very minute that their employees show up to work, the bud tenders show up to work. And so usually they'd have to count out like about $300 worth of, worth of money while the machine dispenses 10 bills per second by user. So Nick goes in, Nick, one, two, three, four, enter, start my shift. I get my, you know, 150 and ones, 150 and fives. And it clocks me in at the same time. Why? Because I'm integrated to the time clock and I'm integrated to the POS. So I get it, clocks me in. It knows I have $300 and it's me. So, and I have fingerprint security on our machines too. So it definitely knows it's you or myself. And so then I go and I trade for the rest of the day, right? And I, you know, I have leaf logics. And so, you know, I'm doing comps and I sell things. And so I go to the end of the day, it's the end of my shift. And I have $5,612 is what leaf logic says is supposed to be in my drawer. I go to the machine, I start feeding it, put in my name, and it says, yep, you owe me this much money. We saw what you did over there with LeafLogix. Leaf Let's count it up. So give it to the machine. It counts all the money instantly, 10 bills a second, which is 600 bills a minute, so very quickly. And it's validating while it's doing it. It knows it's not counterfeit because it's checking it every single you know, millimeter of that's getting checked for counterfeits, right? Goes in, says, yep, it's $5,612. I get my thing, clocks me out, I go home. I don't have to have a manager check it says exactly what the POS said I did. And if they want to go back, like, wait a minute, we feel like there's too many comps. Well, that's in there. And that was already time stamped of when they took the money, gave the money back and whatnot. Also throughout the day, say Nick runs out of ones. So what do you do? Get the manager. Old, old uh, dispenser would say, well, did you get the manager? Walk me back or get me ones for me and go off the floor. You know, now I just say, well, I need to have a hundred dollar bill. I go out, I feed the machine, say, I need a hundred ones. Takes my hundred, gives me a hundred ones reconciles it in the machine. I go back and I, I keep working. I'm the only one off the floor. The manager's improving customer experience. We're getting more customers in, more customers out. That means more transactions, which usually means more money. And so all that, but they're getting a better experience in general. So that's the path we walk people on. And, and so it's, what do you do today versus what Chronic Cash does? That's what it does. Now, how it does it is through, like I said, integrations that are POS. It's connected all the time. Um, there's logins. So if you're sitting at headquarters, you could have a master login. You can see every one of your locations by user, by transaction, by minute of every day, if you really wanted to, right? So you can see their performance. What are they selling? Who has the best, um, or I guess the lowest shrink. Um, and you can measure all these KPIs and really manage the business and then report out for, if you're using Tableau or using QuickBooks or whatever, and directly port everything out in customized reports. So chronic cash, it literally fits that missing link into we're doing a bunch of stuff, then there's a black hole and then, and then their money ends up in the bank. We're just giving visibility through that entire process and that entire chain of custody. Um, 
the other piece of chronic cash when it comes to what's different than what they do today is they use armor carriers to pick up the cash, right? We can give their armor carrier one of their logins and only show them what's in the, the banking cassette, which would be the deposit cassette. And when that gets to 80%, it triggers an email that says, hey, come pick it up. So you're only paying for armor when you need it. They only come based on capacity, not based on schedule. So we can then, then lower costs there. So we're not counting cash manually anymore. So we knock 90% of all the wages for cash counting are gone. And we do have an ROI calculator in chroniccash.com, by the way, where you can calculate all this. Um, so you have 80, or 90% of all your labor is gone for counting cash. And you're able to almost have, if not take down to a third, your armor services, right? You take all that money off the plate. And we're also reconciling to so know if anybody's stealing. It's, it's amazing when you start measuring how stealing stops once they know that there's visibility, right? So, um, but you start getting you know, that reconciliation all the way down and that's what the business gets day one. So they get that visibility all through that chain of command. They are able to use it and leverage their partners for better rates or better scheduling of services. Uh, so again, more smoother operations, happier customers, faster operations. Um, and we're just here to make things smooth and more optimized and get ready for what's coming, which is true legalization, which means compliance, right? You're going to have to report for every transaction. And we're going to do that today with chronic cash. And you have all your records from the start of time. You'll be able to pull up and turn into any compliance office or anything you need to do. So, um, we made sure that our machines even record the, uh, the serial number of every dollar bill. So if there was ever a money laundering or whatever else, say, hey, here's the bills I've went through in my machine. That's what I have. I'm clean, you know? So um, a lot of things to bring a lot of peace of mind to people in a very high change environment that we have. Um, almost overbuilt, overbuilt it with an uncertain future. So that, that's what our customers get with Chronic Cash. Yeah, and that's, and that's a perfect like segue into how do you see sort of chronic cash fitting into the future of federal legalization, if that were to happen, um, some of these kind of safe banking acts that we see, like you alluded, it's been on the floor how many times that we right. haven't gotten there. So how do you see this sort of solution kind of evolving as cannabis legalization evolves too, and, and we're a cash-heavy industry, or you know maybe our relationship with cash changes over time? I'm not sure. There's a lot of speculation around that. So yeah, I'd love because you're you're alluding to, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you're oh, just no. alluding to the fact like there's a lot more solutions with chronic cash than like just cash management, which right. excellent solution for that. Absolutely, there are so many other benefits here that you're talking through that you know would seem to have value to me in any environment, even if sure. we could do banking transactions. Well, and it's you know let's. A lot of people, the grass is always greener, right? It's like, well, we don't have banking. So once, you know, or, or we don't have credit cards. So once we do, we won't use cash anymore. And it's like, that's, that's not how anything works, especially in a vice vertical. And what I mean by vice vertical is alcohol has been legal for forever. And you can use credit and debit for it anytime you want. But why does every liquor store still sit at 30 to 50% cash? Oh, that's right. They don't want their significant others to know that they're drowning themselves on the way home every night because they want some sort of anonymity. So they pay in cash. You know, and it's the same thing with the strip club. It's like the strip club ATM never says, yeah, Nick's at the strip club on Broadway. That's not what it says. It says like, you know, Tom's chicken and fish and chips or something, you know, ATM, you know. And so people value this. I mean, I live in a real world. I'm going to talk to you real over. This is what is happening, you know. So, you know, vice verticals always operate like that, right? A lot of people bring their cash to a casino to gamble. They don't take money out of the ATM at the casino. Like, it just is what it is. It's the way it's going to be. Um, and to think you're going to change that is just, 
it is what it is. But to answer your question on other solves for the market, I partner every single day with technologies like Pin Debit, uh, Cashless ATM, um, cannabis crypto startups that are looking to, to do to exchange value, right? Um, I like to call call it transaction management, right? So even though we call it chronic cash, I manage with my cash machine all the cash transactions at 30 or 40% of the pie that I'll probably always have, right? But I still need to reconcile cashless ATM, pandemic, credit cards, everything else that comes in because that's, we need to measure what percentage of cash, what percentage of credit, and all those, da all that da all those data points in our analytics to know how to better run the business, right? How much cash do we really need on hand? They're losing a lot of credit right now, so let's lower our risk and have half the cash in the, in the building. Um, these are how casinos run. This is how anything else that's high cash runs. How do I limit my liability, right? And so you limit your liability of cash by having the least amount possible. And you do that with credit, debit, cashless ATM, and every other type of transaction median that people are comfortable with doing, but you don't force them into any of them. You should be able to offer and manage any type of transaction. No, no business owner, no company has ever made more money by offering less ways to pay. That's never, that's never been, no one's ever done that. It's like, you know what, this is business strategy. Let's like limit how they can pay for it and then watch our sales go through the roof. Like no one ever, no one has ever said that in any Harvard Business School anywhere in life. So, you know, to think that they're gonna convert from cash to this and from that to this, it's one, it's arrogant, you're never gonna do it. Let's just manage it, let's take it head on and let's manage every transaction and run a real business because I tell you what, I talk to investors every day that are looking to spec chronic cash because they're tired of books being cooked by retail dispensaries and grows saying, well, yeah, we do this, but you know, the cash is in a mattress. They're done tolerating it. They know that, you, that everything's gonna get shut down if you do that, right? So they're looking at chronic cash as, yeah, we'll give you the 1.5 million or the 3 million. Chronic cash is installed and we get a login. We wanna see what's running through that dispensary and then we'll let the funds come out, you know, monthly or, or whatever. And they're using it as kind of a validation on what's the business really doing versus am I gonna pay you 15 million just because that's what somebody said they pay you for it, right? When people are trying to buy these dispensaries. So um, it, it, it actually has a little bit of an M&A value on that side of it um, because a lot of these investors are like, yeah, I wanna see that working before I put my money in. So um, the market's getting hip to, to transaction management and how these businesses are ran. Um, and like I said, I think that's the big effect to your point of what does transactions look like in the future? It's like it looks like they're going to be managed so people know that the business is what it actually is. And I think that that's, especially with compliance coming up here, that's going to be a big hot button for investors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just hitting on so many great points right now. And I think leaving chronic cash having the transaction history and being able to meet some of the compliance needs and anticipate some of the potential compliance needs is huge right. and then piece two about m a and being able to validate what's really happening in the dispensaries and how people are valuing their businesses i have to imagine that's going to become more important too as the market matures because right now it's just things are just moving very rapidly because everyone right. sees this opportunity and at some point they're going to have to kind of settle down and stable ahead. There's a lot of eyes yeah. that are bigger than stomachs right now in this industry yeah. and, and that's fine as long as we <laughs> recognize that as as business owners and take steps to, to mitigate risk before we're in terminal trouble or something that's irreversible right so 
What's the federal, the federal government isn't looking into you right now. They don't care about you. The states are letting it be legal. They're kind of looking the other way. The federal government isn't doing anything yet. But when they start legalizing and they get a cut, they're going to come for their cut and they're going to make sure they're getting all of it. So like that's, you can count on that happening. Um, so it's just, I mean, like I said, flying under the radar is fun and that's cool and it's happened for years, but we're so close right now coming off a pandemic needing uh, you know, some sort of a stimulus, some sort of a catalyst in our economy. And here's cannabis over the past, I don't know how many years, 300,000 jobs quietly in the background. The future's at our doorstep, as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot walking through the door, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just really encourage people in the business to you know, think about it, like whether you're looking for finance and you're looking to be bought, um, you're looking to run your business for the next 10 years. It's, you're gonna have to manage all aspects of it and you don't have competition right now. There's only 8,000 dispensaries nationwide. It's only legal medically in 42 states. Once it's not federally legal, you know, there's, I think there's 150,000 pharmacies in the United States. And if, this, and, you know, and if they decide to legalize it and it becomes medicine, and now we have you know, 10X the competitors overnight with the signing of a bill, right? So you're gonna have to run a pretty tight business to compete with that. So. And when I mean tight, I mean razor tight, like Walmart, Walgreens tight, you know, that's how they survive in the same ecosystem. So I just think that the cannabis is there, they're eager to learn, but they're, they're ready to compete, but it's gonna take managing their business to do it. It's not just gonna be a free for all um, in the market. Not everybody's gonna win. Just like we had a million cell phone companies, now we have three. You know, I mean, eventually it comes down to, to you know, the winners of that game, you know, so. I think people can give themselves a leg up, an opportunity, give themselves an hour or two, maybe five hour, more hours of sleep at night, not up worrying about you know, their, their businesses and, and what they're gonna find out on the bank statement tomorrow. I think that's worth a lot. But I think knowing that you're giving your employees and your customers the best chance at a safe, fluid environment with, with faster transactions, less risk, you know, that's, that should just be, you, should, you owe that to your customers and your, and your employees, but the benefits they get on the other side with everything else we talked about, I think that's worth it. I think that's, I think that's a big plus when it comes to, comes to the solutions benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So on that note, like kind of a range of an ROI of chronic cash. Like you, I know there's an ROI calculator on yeah. the website. I encourage folks to look at that. I, I really like that it's, it's right there on the website. Honestly, I think that's really bold. And interesting <laughs> a company, but I, I appreciate that. Cause it's sort of like, go ahead. Let's, let's, let's figure out now if this makes sense for you and and what you can expect to receive in return so yeah it's it's absolutely crazy you know a lot of people said when i put the calculator on the website it's like you're gonna put that on the website it's like why not there's, there's nothing to hide they they know what they're paying i'm just gonna put it on paper so i'm gonna show them what they're not going to pay or what they're gonna save what they're gonna optimize and let them make their own decisions right and so a yeah. lot of people when they looked at it they're like well i have cash to atm so 50% of my cash is gone. Like, cool, you're still doing 3 million a month. So you're still counting 1.5 million. It's like, we're talking volume, not percentage. You pay, do you pay your car payment in 10% of your salary or is it just $500? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, stop talking percentages. Like you're talking in circles here, right? So um, yeah, it's just funny. But you walk through this way, like, yeah, I do have the, the armor guy coming. He does pick up my cash every day and he does fill up my ATMs, you know, every day too. Could I use my own cash to fill up my ATMs? Because I have a lot of 20s. And these people start asking themselves these questions, right? When they go through this calculator, they're saying like, hmm, I recognize all these costs, you know? 
Um, but yeah, it, and what's crazy is the reason why I put it on here is the dispensaries here in Arizona, we have 97 dispensaries. And so they all do pretty well. Like they, they do pretty, pretty decent revenue because we don't have that many. It's not, you know, Colorado that has, you know, 1500 or 1200, I don't know what they're at right now, but you know, we have a hundred. So you're buying it from very limited people. And so they do very well. So one of the biggest questions from customers is like, well, I don't do a million dollars a month or $3 million a month. I do like 300,000. And so I put it in there. And so unless you're doing like less than $100,000 of cash a month, it ROIs. And if you're doing mm -hmm. what normal dispensaries do, you're doing between five and 10 X ROI. Um, it's just that much in labor. And with wages going through the roof, um, it's obviously getting competitive out there for talent. Um, federal minimum wage talks going up to $15 an hour, which drives everything you know above it up as well. Um, Counting cash starts getting really expensive. And let me tell you something, humans are horrible at cash counting. They're horrible at doing it. So very distracted, very distracted uh, animals, those humans, uh, when it comes to paying attention to counting. So they're not, we're not even good at it, let alone to pay us to do it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I, mean, I can vouch for that. I'm like the person that's <laughs> like, count my bills like three times at the cash register. I'm like, wait, is that really $60 or is that 80 Like, I don't know. Right. right. You know? So, so I mean... Like I said, I mean, it's, it's an obvious solution, but like I said, a lot of people that are in the space don't come from big retail. Um, a lot of them are true entrepreneurs that have, you know, they, like I said, they do have a tiger by the tail. They, they're drinking from a fire hydrant of products and services and everybody's talking to everybody wants a piece. And, you know, it's just like everyone's selling them something and everything's a must have and, you know, everything's a priority and, you know, and they're just constantly getting bombarded it's hard to make decisions with that much information being thrown at you. Um, but what I will say, and I used to say this in, you know, selling other solutions. It's like, listen, if you go with my competitor, my worst competitor is better than whatever you're doing today. Guaranteed. Right. Just is like, it's like going from night to day. It's like, it's like literally before we had fire and then there's fire. Like there's like no going back. Right. And it's, it's really that much of a game changer for the retail environment, both on security and optimization and just, just efficiency of, you know, labor hours and things of that nature. So, you know, it's, um, like, so you don't know what you don't know, but it, like, as soon as those things go in, when we put a pilot in, it doesn't come out. Like, so, I mean, it, it there's, it's almost like, uh, here's a smartphone. Now remember all those phone numbers like you did in, you know, 1995, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you can't do it because you can't, you know, so it just, it is what it is. But um, we're excited about it. Like, I'm excited to, to make something by cannabis for cannabis. I, I, I'm tired of watching, you know, tourists in the industry trying to monetize it with barely a solution and just a piece of heart, a box. You know, it's, they're doing a disservice to themselves in the industry if it doesn't do anything or connect. Um, and it just, the industry has to keep sifting through all the, all these, all these people trying to, to bombard them, but. Um, hopefully they see some value and, and that's, that's why we put the ROI calculator on there is go ahead and check it out, man. If it's for you, we'll have a phone call, you know, uh, you know, someone from the crew will talk to you and we'll get you a pilot. You know, if not, I hear you, man, you know, keep counting that cash. You know, I actually have a PDF somewhere of how to count cash faster. So no I might even put that up on the site for everybody right underneath the ROI calculator. It's like, if it's not for you, download this. I also have a tutorial on how to rub sticks together to make fire. I'm going to use my lighter, but I, I will put that one on the website too. <laughs> We're still doing the smoke signal tutorial out back, but I'll, we'll post that video on the YouTube channel next week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
That's so amazing. I, I love it though. It's like to your point, there's there is a return on the investment, you know. So like, why not put it out there, front and center? Go ahead, do the math. Let me know what you think. We do free um, pilots. It's it's like that's I'm like that's how that's confident it's not coming out. Like it's like it's gonna go in. It's not coming out. So that's, that's my next question is kind of like your, your, your process for bringing on a new client. And so you will do free pilots. Absolutely. So usually, um, you know, our client looks like someone that's, you know, tech forward. We usually get them into taxes included uh, because we can kind of half the cost of the solution. I'll tell you why. Taxes included makes everything, takes everything to build. And you'll see that on our website with the, the uh, chronic cash type R machine, which is 99% what people get. So they only deal with cash, so we take coins out day one. So that's the first step. So we walk them through what that looks like. Then like, if I didn't have coins, then I changed my process. And so we start kind of like plugging in what chronic cash would do versus what they do today. And then once they're comfortable with like, okay, I think I have a location I want to try that at, then we do a pilot and then they kind of mimic or prototype that procedure. And we work with them for about 45 days. And at the end of it, then we see the results. Um, and then we sit down with, you know, obviously their leadership, usually it's retail operation leadership and obviously financial leadership and say, okay, did they produce what you were expecting? Did what they report to you end up in the bank? Like, cause the, and, and, okay. And when we did that, like how accurate was it? Were there any surprises? How do we, you know, have more alerts? And so we really customize it to them. And then after that, then they would purchase and roll out to the rest of their fleet. And then they would just have their dashboard with their, 12 units and you look at it by location and by user, by transaction and away they go. And they can report out however way they want with customized dashboards and in-house analytics and AI. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty robust platform, but it's actually kind of sneaky simple. Um, so they can kind of build it however they like. But yeah, we first start off talking about how much cash do you have? I have this much cash. How do you manage it? I do this. How many people counting it? Three. How many times does armor come? Every day. You know, we kind of, okay, let's walk through the ROI calculator. And it's like, okay, now I'm interested. And then we start getting into the details of how their operation works. Um, and then after about 22 to 27 minutes, they start to realize like, whoa, I thought I had to do it this way. There is another way. And then we start, you know, getting down to brass tacks of pilots and stuff. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting intake process too, because it's not much risk for the client. Go ahead, try us for free. It's super think. collaborative, you know, and some people, to be honest with you, the machine's not big. It's, it's actually fairly small, but it weighs a thousand pounds. So, because it's a safe, but the thing is, is, you know, their cash room might not be big enough for it to pull out, or we might have to do a site survey. So, I mean, there's other, there's ancillary things we have to do to make sure that, you know, obviously the unit can fit or if it's set up, is, is it a good place for the employees to get to? Does it make sense? And so, I mean, there's a lot of consultation that's involved with it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, is it a good fit for your business? Do you see it connecting with your other products that you have? Do you see value? If you do, we can do a pilot. You're going to see the ROI and then we go from there. Um, we don't, I don't like high pressure kind of, that's not like sales, but it's when I know someone needs something, um, I don't like to add insult to injury. I like to be, just be a consultant, be a resource. I'm here. I'll walk, I'll be your guide, let you save the day. Uh, but everyone knows they have a cash management problem in cannabis. So it's, I don't like to harp on it too much, but I do like to be the guy that's like, Hey, I'm over here. You know, we can run through the, run through a pilot and see, and you know, see for yourself, you know? So we want to be that in the industry. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like it all around. It's like a very down to earth, easy approach. So where are, where's Chronic Cash right now out there in the market? So basically we launched the beginning of last month commercially. So we have a pilot going on uh, right now here in Arizona with, it's actually a company that shares uh, Michigan as its sister states, an MSO. So they have four locations here, they have 20 in Michigan. And so they're piloting Chronic Cash right now. Um, and we have another company that's piloting it, but not on our machines. Uh, which is another interesting point is chronic cash is also hardware agnostic so when it comes to mergers and acquisitions if they bought let's say 12 of my type r's and then they go buy another uh dispensary chain that has i don't know say they had a i don't know google cash or something or whatever other machine our software will go on that machine and report the exact same way so they don't have to worry about well now i have to buy these new machines now from nick it's like no i'll just put the agents on that and report the exact same way and we'll get you what you need right so the only difference between my hardware and everyone else's is it's tuned and built for what we do but as long as we can get into the uh the software and read what's in those cassettes of any other device we can still report out the same information or like information so those guys can have a seamless reporting schedule for the entire business, even though it's kind of broken when it comes to uh, comes to the equipment they're using. <laughs> that's huge, though. A lot of flexibility. I, yeah, we, that was something we knew we had to do, knowing that there's already 8,000 dispensaries out there, and some people had put some solutions in place. And so what do we do when they already have something and they want to buy ours? We're going to have to be able to, to be backwards compatible, and we built that through in day one. So, yeah. I mean, it's just very holistic solution. There's like so much that you've thought through here and <laughs> what you're bringing to bear, right, on cannabis, like best practices, things I'm sure you've learned from previous lives and other sectors. And so absolutely, it's just really exciting to see. Like this does seem like a really, really awesome solution. So I I know, I feel like I'm going to see it at some point, right? <laughs> and like, oh, I feel like I know that. <laughs> You see the, the, that black and lime green device, like, I know what that is. Um, that's a chronic cash type R. Yeah. Are you taking a photo? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, I where else can folks find things like website, Instagram, anything, I don't know, conferences, anything you want to share where people just might be able to find out more? Absolutely. So I will be at the Cannabis Conference, and I think that's the last week um, of August, I think it's the 22nd through the 24th in Vegas at Paris. And then I will also be at um, MJ BizCon, and that is the end of October, I think the 23rd or 26th of October. We are sponsoring the Meta Meetup uh, here in Phoenix, and that is the 28th of July. So we're sponsoring that, and that's the future of cannabis dispensaries. Um, obviously, chroniccash.com. We have blog updates. I think we had a couple blogs this last week on cannabis and politics, and then cash and banking and cannabis, and then, you know, up to the minute of what's happening uh and kind of cash regulation and cannabis and politics so check that out on the website the blog has a lot of interesting things and check out the calculator i, I think that it's it's just for kicks i think everybody should go on, on there and, and and see what uh and play around <laughs> with it and see what they can make happen i think the they'll be surprised at what comes out the other side yeah i encourage folks to <laughs> i i love I was like, this is an awesome sales like tool to me because it's, it's just right out there. It shows like the confidence that you have in the solution. So Absolutely. I appreciate it. someone, you know, looking at the website as a potential consumer or whatever. 
Um, so I really appreciate you, Nick. Like this is really cool, and I'm excited to see how Product Cash evolves. And I know I'll see more of Product Cash out there in dispensaries. Absolutely. No. Uh, yeah, we hope so, and we have a lot of great partners and partnerships coming up as well. So hopefully there'll be more to share. Um, but yeah, you know, come out and see us here in Phoenix at the end of the month and check out the website. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Ashley. You've reached the end of another episode of the Cannabis Curious Podcast with your hostess, Ashley. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Learn more about me, my guests, and important issues affecting the cannabis community at my website, thecannabiscurious.com. Like, subscribe, and share wherever you can. I always appreciate your support, and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Bye.